Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Everton versus Liverpool in the Merseyside derby. Yes, Premier League football's back. It's been a long three months. I know. It feels like it's been. It felt like a year. It's been about a hundred and four days since the, our last Premier League fixture, and we were back at it again. Completely different circumstances because of coronavirus and everything's what's gone on. Um, we were in a Merseyside derby for our first game back, but the um, complications was it was behind closed doors, which means no fans can be in attendance. And uh, boy, the game has just finished. Um, as you can probably tell from my voice, I don't sound happy, but I don't sound angry. I'm just somewhere in the middle. As you may know, when Liverpool come back from a long layoff, i.e. let that be international break or the winter break, our first games back is we are never 10 out of 10 explosive. It's always shaky. It's always... We are never in, but we are never too bad. Um, and the Goodison Park away in the league in, in recent years hasn't been a happy fixture in terms of wins. Um, we've drawn there last season and the season before that. And I think even the season before that as well. I think we have drawn there the last three, four times. Um, was that the theme today? Well, I'll get into it. Um, so, yeah. It was back to towards focusing towards our title charge. And trying to clinch this title as we've been waiting 10 months. The start of the season was August. We've been top of the league since 17th of August 2019. We are now in the middle of June 2020. So yes, this was this has this is officially the longest title race in English flight history. Um obviously because of a pandemic. And I just wanted to see us wrap this game up sooner if possible. But will will, will we see that or oh, we'll get into it? The team news now, in goal, Alisson, left-back, James Milner, centre-back, Van Dijk, Joel Matip, right-back, Trent Alexander-Arnold, your midfield three, um, Fabinho, Keita, and Henderson, and up front, Sadio Mane, Bobby Firmino, Takumi Minamino. Yes, that is not what your usual lineup is like. Obviously, um, it's a different circumstance, so it's not like you can play your strongest team because you you, ha- you don't have your typical pre-season-esque. You've kind of just gone three months of resting and indoor training and when you're back to playing football again, you don't get the run of friendly games. Liverpool only had, I believe, two friendly games. One of them was against each other. The second one was um, against Blackburn, which we won in a 6-0 friendly. But you can never take friendlies 
for granted as competitive action is different, especially in a derby game. Um, so the reason why you've heard a lot of changes, well, Andy Robertson had an injury, so he never played. Um, Matip over Gomez, I don't know, maybe Matip was fitter than Gomez, perhaps. Maybe Klopp saw something like that. Um, your midfield three. Fabinho was always usually the holding midfielder prior to his injury, so that doesn't surprise me. Henderson is the captain, obviously, and it was obviously that one midfield spot up for grabs. Would it be Ox? Would it be Cato? Would it be Genie? Well, it was Cato who had the luxury of securing that spot. Um, and he looks good from what I saw in that friendly for Blackburn. And, and I'm always, I'm a big fan of Cato because he keeps things ticking. And I'll get into his performance in a little bit. And up front, you had Sadio Mane, um, Bobby Firmino, Takumi Minamino, who, who came in in January. He obviously had a... Um, well, I believe he was adjusting to life in England and now you've got coronavirus. So I guess it's been a lot of staying at home and adapting to your surroundings kind of thing. So yeah, that was our lineup. Um, obviously... You can't really complain about oh why your strongest team wasn't played. That's just because of this COVID. So, and it's your first game back after three months. Generally, I was just happy to see some competitive action again. And especially being Premier League, um, reigning Premier League, well, champions elect, basically. We're not reigning. We're not the reigning champions yet. Um, but yeah, anyway, the game starts now and it's got, it's, it's a very weird vibe. Obviously, before kickoff, there was a tribute, minute silence for everyone that's lost their lives to coronavirus. And then the knee salutes, which everybody done, except for Sadio Mane, who went for a runner before realising what he was meant to do. Bless him, if you've seen the clip, you'll be busting up laughing. Um, but yeah, so... Tough times in the world and thankfully we got the most unimportant, important thing to help us distract from that. Some competitive football. So yeah, the game starts now in the first half. Uh, it's got a pre-season vibe to it because the atmosphere, there's nobody in the stadium present. You can hear the players' voices. You can have the option of listening to fake crowd noise. Um, all that other stuff. Um, but yeah, the first, I'd say, 20 minutes. Very rusty from both teams. Both teams trying to find their feet. Um, Trent was picking up the ball a lot, but his passes was just not accurate at all. And then apparently, well, not apparently, he wore some custom-made boots in solidarity for Black Lives Matter, which is um, sponsored brand Under Armour made for him. I think the the boots may have done something. I don't know. It might have been unfamiliar boots that he's worn before. So, and maybe that had an effect. I know this sounds ridiculous. It shouldn't sound like that. But these are the little things that are coming to a footballer's head as to why, why my game isn't ticking. Because his crosses weren't there. His passes weren't there. Um, yeah, it was just very strange. Um, Fabinho, he had a shaky start. The first 15 minutes, 
gave the ball away once or twice, was out-muscled a couple times, um, but it was just about trying to find his feet, but eventually did find his feet. Um, Milner left back, again, feels like this 2016-2017 season, when you're missing Andy Robertson, Milner at left back, it looks very, it's, it's weird, and I don't like it. And we need to invest in a backup left back, and I'll tell you why. James Milner is 34 years old. His body cannot behave like how it used to in that 2016-2017 season. Because we are talking three, four years ago. Milner, when his, Milner was in his early 30s back then. 30-31. Your body can, your body's just about in your prime years. At the age of 34, it's very different. It's very complex. How you manage your body is very different. Your, your typical position is centre mid. So you're used to bombing um, central, left, right, back. But when you're a full back, you're bombing up and down, up and down. That is rare and tail on the hamstrings. And you have to take into consideration, we have not played any football for three months. So what do you think running up and down is going to do constantly? You might pick up a niggle or two. You might pick up an injury or two. And unfortunately, that's what happened to James Milner. Prior to that, he picked up a yellow card, very harsh. Um, some tackle on Richarlison. Mike Dean gives him a yellow card for it. Personally, I don't think it was a yellow card, but that's Mike Dean for you. He loves the yellow. So, um, Milner gets booked for it. And then, yeah, I think he was running or something. Picks up an injury. And this is why we need a backup left back, because... Andy Robertson was missed today. I will tell you later on why he was missed today. But Milner playing left back, he just doesn't... It doesn't help our fluidity. It doesn't help when we want to overlap. It doesn't help when Sadio Mane needs support because Milner will take a bit of an age to get up until them final third key areas where we can kind of create a chance. Um, So, yeah, Milner comes off. Joe Gomez comes on. Um, he comes on at left back. And if you remember, Joe Gomez played left back <laughs> before, um, I think when Alberto Moreno was injured, I think Gomez played left back. But that's not his position. His one and only position is centre back. I don't like seeing Gomez set left back. Yes, he's got the pace, but when he was playing these full back positions, he's liable to injury as well. But he held his own, Joe Gomez. He, he, he didn't put a foot wrong. He did what was asked of him to do at left-back, so I won't complain. Joe Matip looked very assured at centre-back. Um, he almost got... He, he had a couple of chances, actually. Um, I think it was either a free-kick, Trent or, or Trent whipped in, or it might have been a corner, one of the two. Matip mistimes the head or goes wide. Um, Van Dyke just does Van Dyke things, just always winning the ball, first header. Um, yeah, that was pretty much Van Dyke in that first half. Um, Naby Keita, he looked excellent. He looked like the one that was going to help us tick. He was comfortable. He was looking for the ball in the half spaces. His transition on the turn to leave a defender for dead and then create an opening for transition. That was key. Um, Henderson was kind of just... Doing the typical Henderson leadership role. 
um, passing the ball, trying to feed Trent, trying to feed Minamino. Minamino, I feel like he was trying a bit too hard. Although, bless him, he did find some positions for passes. Um, it just wasn't... It just I don't know. It just never gravitated into the game. And I don't think that's just an individual performance. It was a whole team performance. Um, Sadio Mane... Every time he was on the ball dribbling, he would give defenders problems. He would draw fouls. Um, that's typical Sadio Mane stuff, but he never had a clear-cut chance in that first half. Um, there was a couple of chances where, when we were on the break, Firmino had the option to pass to Keita because Keita's overlapping. He doesn't. He goes, shoots with his left. And I think even if it was going to go on target, the defender would have got a block to it. And that's the problem with Bobby Firmino sometimes. Um, as much as he's selfless, contra- helps, cares about other people first. As a striker, I kind of want to see that predatory instinct, that killer instinct. And that's why you only have one fucking goal at Anfield all season. One goal all season. I know he ain't played for three months. But one goal all season, that I don't like that statistic. That that worries me personally. Um And yeah, I I kinda I don't think Everton really got into the game much in the first half. Um I'm trying to remember if they'd done anything. They might have won a couple free kicks, but nothing comes off it. I generally can't remember. I can't remember Everton doing much in the first half. It was kind of a bit boring. It boring as a neutral is very. It was very boring. But if you're obviously a fan of either team, um, it's very competitive. Oh, then obviously, the different changes. The drinks break. There's now a drinks break. Um, twenty two minutes in in the first half, players having a drink. What is that about? It's not pre season, boys. Why are we having a drinks break? I would love for. For the Premier League to remove this because it just kills the fluidity of the game and it allows a team talk. It's like basketball, having a timeout or something, having a drinks break. Like, you don't need it. It's it's unnecessary. They've trained hard enough. You don't see NHS workers having 20 minute, uh, a one minute drink break 20 minutes into their shift. It's a bit of a nonsense thing. Um... But yeah, that was the first half, really, of lot a lot of nothing, um, and kind of just needing a clear cut chance because we were lacking that completely. We were lacking that. Um, on yeah, and our changing rooms were not. It wasn't even in the stadium. It was in the Porto cabin, believe it or not. <laughs> it was in the it was in the Porto cabin. Out in the car park. Weird, but COVID nine. That's COVID nineteen for you. Um, second half starts now. Um, there was a substitution we made. Oxley Chamberlain comes off. No, sorry, Oxley Chamberlain comes on. Takumi Minamino comes off. So Klopp is kind of playing a bit more risk, but Oxley Chamberlain isn't playing in his natural position. Where's Oxley Chamberlain playing? In the in the front three wide. It doesn't make any sense to me. Pfft, I wish Klopp keeps doing that same thing again. It's always a 4-3-3 formation. And it's always 
players playing out of position. So you now have Gomez out of position and you now have um, Oxlade-Chamberlain out of position. Oxlade-Chamberlain did okay for what he can do in that wing, but obviously he's limited because that's not his position. Um, But yeah, second off, Cato was growing in confidence, receiving the ball more. Um, We were testing Everton's back lines more, but again, Trent was just rusty with passes and all that. Um, he won. A, he 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 had two free kicks, I believe. One went over. One Pickford saved, I think. Um, and and yeah, and then Everton slyly, slyly started growing into the game in terms of testing our backline. Um, then we had a second drinks break. Then Klopp makes another substitution. You see, Genie come on. Kato comes off, and this is where the problem starts. Origi comes on, and I actually can't remember who came off. Origi came on, and someone came off. I can't remember who came off. It wasn't Firmino. It wasn't Mane either. Um, I can't remember who came off. Yeah, but yeah, someone came off. I can't remember. And, and Origi came on. So that's now three or four of your four, four of the five subs allowed. And then the final sub, Matip, picks up a niggle. Uh, he comes off. Dejan Lovren comes on. Oh dear. Yes, Dejan Lovren comes on. And this is where the problem arose. This guy, I can't believe... Oh, man. I, I I don't know how many podcast episodes I've done, but I, I know when Lovren is on, it's panic stations, and this is where the panic stations arose because he never shows confidence at all, and it was a typical Dejan Lovren performance, over-committing for headers against Calvert-Lewin or Charlison, diving in, with your head instead of your foot, positional awareness, trash, and then not having Cater killed the game even more because now Genie and Fabinho kind of doing the same role, but there's no familiarity yet. So Everton kind of pick up on that, and they had the closest chance of the game where basically Lovren gets dribbled past. The ball is crossed in. One of their players shoots. It might have been Coleman who shoots. Allison saves it. Davis gets to the rebound, hits the post. Van Dyke clears wide. And then another corner comes in for Everton. Richarlison flicks it on to Calvert Lewin. Header just wide. My heart dropped because I thought, uh oh, there we go, 1 0 Everton. But we rolled the storm, but. Again, it just wasn't good enough in terms of Klopp sticking to the same 4-3-3 formation. If you're going to play players out of position, at least try and help them help them um, build to their strengths instead of their weaknesses. I didn't see any of that. And um, it was very frustrating. It was, it was a frustrating performance. Um, 
Yeah, and we never we never really created the chance. We had a free kick, ninety third minute. Fabinho takes it this time because Trent's had a stinker. Um, Pickford saves it. We have a corner. Pickford got fa- somebody got fouled, foot or something for enroachment. Um, yeah, that was the game. That was it. Was pretty. Once again, we come away with nothing at Goodison Park. This might be the fourth season running. I think we haven't won there since twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. This December twenty sixteen, I believe, the last time we won. Seventeen eighteen was a draw. Eighteen nineteen was a draw. Nineteen twenty is a draw. That's three seasons in a row. Goodison Park and Old Trafford. These these places away is the most infuriating for a Liverpool fan. Because we never get anything. We never get a result. You're guaranteed to draw now pretty much. Because Everton pretty much stayed compact and played anti-football. But so, but we never helped ourselves in terms of match sharpness. So I'm not even going to criticise Everton. I think Everton got their tactics spot on. Because Ancelotti knew, Ancelotti knew to bank on um, the rustiness to get something out of this game. And it worked. The only risky thing Everton was doing was when they had goal kicks, they were playing out from the back constantly. And that was the one. And maybe they were trying to tempt Liverpool into coming, dropping high, and then they pounce through a long ball or something. That might have been their tactic. But yeah, frustrating performance. It now means that we have to wait for Man City to either draw to Burnley or lose to Burnley to win the league and to win the league at on Anf- at Anfield on Wednesday. Um, they play Burnley at home. I am not optimistic. I think that will be a routine victory for Man City. Um, but Burnley have gotten something before against Man City many years ago, I think. <laughs> You never know with this Brexit on Dyke side what what they can pull out with, but I expect tomorrow Man City to beat Burnley, which will mean we have to beat Crystal Palace on we have to beat Crystal Palace on Wednesday, and then the next game after that is Manchester City versus Liverpool, where basically a draw secures you the title at the Etihad. So that would be a blockbuster for all the fans to be cheering about. And maybe the pubs will be open by then. But yeah, very disappointing performance. We were missing Andy Robertson a lot. His presence was clearly needed because there was no attacking presence down the left side. Gomez can only do so much. Trent was overwhelmed because there was no Mo Salah to pin the full back to a certain position to allow some space for Trent to whip some ad- adequate balls in because Trent's past the amount of possession he gave away terrible but it's everyone's first game back after three months so I am not angry but I am not disappointed I am still content we will still be Premier League champions it just might take another diversion that is all um, so yeah that's pretty much it Thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. It's good to be back. It's good that there's football on again. Unfortunately, there was no goals. 
my man of the match has to be Kato because when he starts, we don't lose. And when he came off, the problem started. So that just shows if we keep starting Kato, keep the faith in Kato, he will come through for us, I promise you. He is the one that will make us click. He is that important for us. Because when our front three don't fire, where's the goals going to come from? It needs to come from midfield. And that's where Kato will have his influence. And that's why he's my man of the match for me. But yeah, it's a clean sheet. Alisson gets 11 or 12 now, clean sheets. And we move on to the next game, Crystal Palace Wednesday. But all lies tomorrow with this Manchester City-Burnley game. If something if something arises. So yeah. Thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Tune in. Um, on Wednesday. I guess. Wednesday night where. We could potentially be Premier League champions. Or maybe if Burnley get a result. I might do a mini podcast. To talk about that Burnley game. So yeah. Thank you guys for listening. And tune in next time. Thank you. Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace in the Premier League. Yes, we had a little shaky, rusty game on Sunday evening, but it was our first game back after three months. You could excuse Liverpool for trying to find their rhythm. And in a derby game at Everton away, in them circumstances, it's never easy. But we were always on track to make sure that we come ever closer to the title. And do Liverpool pull that off tonight? Well, I'm about to get into it. So, we saw what happened the day after um, the Crystal Palace... Crystal Palace, sorry. I mean, the day after the Everton-Liverpool game, Manchester City versus Burnley, they completely dispatched Burnley 5-0. So, as expected... Meaning that we weren't going to be crowned champions tonight if we win. But we could still make a statement tonight at Anfield to prove, put the pressure... Well, the title race is pretty much over. But to put the pressure on Man City to not have us... To not have them hand it over to us literally at the Etihad. So... Um, again, there was a few changes. Last week... The last game, Milner and Matip were injured. So, therefore, there had to be changes for today's game. So, the lineup: Allison in goal, left-back, Andy Robertson, centre-back, Van Dijk, Gomez, right-back, Trent Alexander-Arnold, your midfield three, Genie, Fabinho, um, your Jordan Henderson, your up-front, your deadly front three, Salah, Bobby, for Salah, Bobby and Mane. Yes, yes, yes. So, I... It, Pretty much the Liverpool's strongest team on paper. So, unlike the Everton game where we had a few um, fringe players starting this time, we went all out and it was time to make that statement performance. And boy, did we make a statement performance. Let's get into it. The game starts now. Sorry, the game starts now and um, we were on top from the jump. We were on top, we were on top from the jump. Um, Crystal Palace just not knowing how to sustain our pressure, constant pressure on them. Obviously, 
obviously you had um, Wilfred Zaha as their main threat. And um, fortunately, he had an injury or something. Well, not, well, we never want to see the best players injured. It would have been a good competition to see Trent versus... Trent versus Zaha. But um, Zaha picked up a niggle in the warm-up or something. Therefore, yeah, he had to come off after 11 minutes. And as soon as they came off, as soon as Zaha came off, the belief dropped. And boy, did you see the difference between... Um, having Robertson and Salah back, the fluidity was snappy, excellent. You see the difference in having left-footed technical players. On Sunday, we had right-footed. All everyone that started was right-footed, so therefore fluidity was killing us, and that was why we were having a disruptive flow on on Sunday. But oh, there was none of that today. Transition games, smooth. Flawless And the first big chance comes It falls to Genie It was like a, a A scuffed half volley But it was inside the box To the point where To the point where um, Yeah it just went wide But On another day He probably would have scored um, But that wasn't his only chance um, But then the first big chance Comes Van Dyke gets fouled by Jordan Ayew in the back after we had a corner, roughly 25 yards out. Trent, if you saw the highlights on Sunday, he had every free kick was a stinker. I know he was wearing custom-made boots for a special game, and I generally believed it was the boots. I even I think I said it in the last podcast as well. When you're playing in boots you're not familiar with, and when you haven't played in three months, you will you will have a disjointed performance. But he stepped up. He wanted to right them wrongs from Sunday, overcome that adversity. And yeah, next thing you know, the ball goes over the wall, top corner. Beautiful pinpoint goal. I just wish there was an Anfield crowd to have um, cheer that goal because boy, did he deserve the accolades. Unfortunately, no crowd... At Anfield, so that also felt very weird, but I chose to have the crowd noise off just so I can hear what players are commanding and shouting and who's encouraging the most and all that stuff. And soon as it was 1 0, heads dropped from Crystal Palace, they just were overwhelmed with constant pressure. And I have to talk about Fabinho. Fabinho was doing all the right things that we saw in the just before his injury before that injury in the first half of the in the first half of this season where he was making clean tackles distributing play he did have maybe one or two lapses of concentration where some passes were a bit disjointed genie had that as well but soon after that trent goal went in Fluidity was there and Jordan Ayew was the the only man up front. So therefore, in terms of um, pressure, there just wasn't there just wasn't any from Crystal Palace, really. Um, Joe Gomez had one lapse in concentration. Max Mayo was dribbling, had a shot, went wide. But yeah, um, and then the second goal comes. I'm trying to remember. Fabinho was on the ball. 
Salah makes an insight, runs in between centre-back and left-back, finds the gap. Fabinho, delicious chip, chips through ball over the top, ball comes down. Ball, yeah, no, yeah, he chests it, he, he, he hits his chest, bounces, keeper comes out. Just wrong size the keeper. But the way Salah looks back, it made me think that he was offside. So I didn't really celebrate as much. So, But sometimes he does that. He scores and he looks just to see if it was a goal. But yeah, it was all good. Even VAR had a quick check and it was a goal. So 2-0 at that point, pretty much. In my head, it's game over. As long as Lovren doesn't come on. But we were dominant. Oh, and, to be, and Genie had another chance again. Um, I think who had the shot? Henderson had the shot, hit the post. Um, Van Dyke got the rebound, cleared off the line, and then I think it was a, just after that. Genie has another chance. He scuffs it, but he had more time, and it wasn't bouncing. It was on the floor. It might have been from a Firmino shot or something. I can't quite remember it. Remember it exactly. Um, but yeah, Genie could have scored two goals. It could have been, it should have been 4-0 by half-time. It should have been 4-0 by half-time. But we move. Um, second half now, more or less the same pressure. Um, yeah, Crystal Palace just couldn't get into the game. When your main player comes off and you're 2-0 down at Anfield and we're doing that thing where... You can't get out of you can't get out of the half when you, if you're lucky to win the ball you clear it or if you do win the ball Van Dyke Van Dyke's gay again press game is immaculate and that's why he's never the only time you see Van Dyke sprint is when he sucker punches you to win the ball back <laughs> and you're black by from a blindside position that's the only time Van Dyke needs to sprint. And that's why he's never tired and that's why he's never injured. He uses his energy conservatively when he has to. Same with Andy Robertson. Bombing up and down allowed the freedom for the midfield to create. It allowed allowed the front three to do what they do. It allowed Firmino to find the half spaces. And that's what made our fluidity so great. And the same thing with Salah. When Salah comes on, the, the fullback is immediately pinned back. Whereas on, on Sunday, there's a bit of freedom. Lucas Dean was going up and down. But with, and that's what suppressed Trent from doing what he does best. But with that opportunity, but with Salah present, boy, he can hurt you. And that's now 17 league goals for Mohamed Salah. Um, 14, 15 goals and 15 appearances at home this season. Uh, yeah, and then pretty much we made a substitution. Ox comes on, Henderson comes off 60 minutes in. Five minutes, two, three minutes later, Fabinho finds himself with the ball about 25 yards outside the box. Cracks it, similar to the Man City game. Got long range shot goes in. Incredible goal. Imagine a defensive midfielder that can assist, tackle, and score long range goals. He is the complete package. This is the Fabinho that was the steal for us. Who was a steal. So, and this is the Fabinho we know best. And there was a lot of Liverpool fans on his back. Yes, I was one of them after his injury. But 
the COVID-19 rest allowed him to find his Shaka is again. And this is the Fabinho we know. And we have to remember, he's only 25, 26. So, he's in his prime years. He ain't going anywhere. And this is the, and this is the solid spine that we've been talking about. The Van Dijk, Fabinho, front three spine. And that 3-0 pretty much game over then. Um, but the fun didn't stop there. The front three are all created. Firmino passes to Salah. It was it was the classic 17-18 counter-attacking goal. Nostalgia. So Firmino passes to Mohamed Salah. Salah, delicious through ball to Mane. Angles one-on-one. Slots it bottom corner. 4-0. Obviously, game done. Mohamed Salah goal and assist. Mane goal. Um, Firmino key pass. Um, yeah, and that was and we made a couple more subs. Cater comes on. Uh, Robertson comes off. Genie plays left back. Minamino comes on. Bobby Firmino comes off. Cater comes on. I think. Who came off then? I can't even remember. Uh, so okay, bud for Kato. Kurt came off for Kato. Uh, I don't think it was Fabinho. It must have been Genie. It must have been Genie. I think it. I don't know. No, because Genie was left back. Sadio Mane. Yeah, it was Sadio Mane. That's right. Mane comes off. Apologies. We got there in the end. Um. Yeah, and, and oh wait, Nico Williams comes on as well. Yeah, Nico Williams comes on. Trent Alexander Arnold comes off. I forget now that there's five substitutions instead of three, so it's a lot to remember. <laughs> but it is what it is. Anyway, it was good to see the youngsters get some minutes. Harvey Elliott having spells of possession. Um, Nico Williams really doing well, winning balls, crossing the ball in. Um, he even had two good chances at goal. Um, and Minamino had a chance to get a, uh, his first Liverpool goal. I'm not sure what Salah was doing. Whether he, he, it's almost like a shot with his outside of the foot rather than to use your right foot to pass it to Minamino for him to tap it in. But other than that, Dejan Lovren did not make an appearance. Thank God. 4-0. Clean sheet. Game over. Thank you for coming, Crystal Palace. Liverpool are now one point away from the Premier League title. One point away from the Premier League title. But we might even become Premier League champions tomorrow. Um, we have to wait for the Man- Chelsea play Manchester City at home. If Chelsea get a result, then it is done. We are officially champions. So that might have been the last 90 minutes where um, the last 90 minutes where you see uh, Liverpool before they are crowned champions. And the fans definitely deserve to be there. It's a shame that there's no crowd for this historical moment. It's been three decades. Um, the fact that there's no fans there, it hurts a little bit. But it doesn't hurt entirely because we don't know what winning the league feels like in general. We have never been in this position before. So fans asking whether it feels less sweet because there's no fans. It doesn't. It actually feels equal or slightly less. 
because we are going to win a major trophy, not just any major trophy, our first ever Premier League trophy. For 30 years, we have waited for this moment. Last year, we overcome adversity to win the Champions League and 97 points, very close. But this year, we, we've come for blood and we've come for that illustrious trophy and we are almost there. Shout out to Jurgen Klopp, shout out to the entire Mentality Monsters for putting in that work. So, we we move. Um, Man of the match. Fabinho, has to be Fabinho. Has to be Fabinho, has to be. The amount of, clean, the amount of tackles he made, the assist to Mo Salah, the long-range goal, wonderful. That is Fabinho masterclass at his best. And I don't want rival fans to forget that. Um, Honourable mentions go to Mo Salah, go to Trent, even go to Sadio Mane. But Fabinho, oh, wonderful masterclass. He's my man of the match. So yeah, that might have been our last performance before we are crowned champions. All eyes, if tomorrow Chelsea um, get a draw or win against Manchester City, I will do a podcast tomorrow celebrating this historical moment in our history so thank you guys for listening to lfc reactions um yeah maybe this time tomorrow you'll be tuning in to the cheers and the partying that i'll be doing once we are crowned premier league champions so yeah be sure to like share subscribe to this and i hope you guys have enjoyed cheers hello welcome to another episode of lfc reactions this one Liverpool versus Crystal Palace in the Premier League. Yes, we had a little shaky, rusty game on Sunday evening. But it was our first game back after three months. You could excuse Liverpool for trying to find their rhythm. And in a derby game at Everton away, in them circumstances, it's never easy. But we were always on track to make sure that we come ever closer to the title and do Liverpool pull that off tonight while well, I'm about to get into it. So, we saw what happened the day after um, the Crystal Palace... Crystal Palace, sorry. I mean, the day after the Everton-Liverpool game, Manchester City versus Burnley, they completely dispatched Burnley 5-0. So, as expected... Meaning that we weren't going to be crowned champions tonight if we win. But we could still make a statement tonight at Anfield to prove, put the pressure... Well, the title race is pretty much over. But to put the pressure on Man City to not have us... To not have them hand it over to us literally at the Etihad. So... um, Again, there was a few changes. Last week... The last game, Milner and Matip were injured. So, therefore, there had to be changes for today's game. So, the lineup: Allison in goal, left-back, Andy Robertson, centre-back, Van Dijk, Gomez, right-back, Trent Alexander-Arnold, your midfield three, Genie, Fabinho, um, Jordan Henderson, your up-front, your deadly front three, Salah, Bobby, for Salah, Bobby and Mane. Yes, yes, yes. So, I... It, Pretty much the Liverpool's strongest team on paper. So, unlike the Everton game where we had a few um, fringe players starting this time, we went all out. 
And it was time to make that statement performance. And boy, did we make a statement performance. Let's get into it. The game starts now. Sorry, the game starts now and um, we were on top from the jump. We were on top. We were on top from the jump. Um, Crystal Palace, just not knowing how to sustain our pressure, constant pressure on them. Obviously, obviously, you had um, Wilfred Zaha as their main threat, and um, fortunately, he had an injury or something. Well, not well. We never want to see the best players injured. It would have been a good competition to see Trent versus Trent versus Zaha, but um, Zaha picked up a niggle in the warm up or something. Therefore, yeah, he had to come off after eleven minutes. And soon as they came off, soon as Zaha came off, the belief dropped. And boy, did you see the difference between. Um, having Robertson and Salah back, the fluidity was snappy, excellent. You see the difference in having left-footed technical players. On Sunday, we had right-footed. All everyone that started was right-footed, so therefore fluidity was killing us, and that was why we were having a disruptive flow on on Sunday. But uh, there was none of that today. Transition games, smooth. Flawless And the first big chance comes It falls to Genie It was like a, a A scuffed half volley But it was inside the box To the point where To the point where um, Yeah it just went wide But On another day He probably would have scored um, But that wasn't his only chance um, But then the first big chance Comes Van Dyke gets fouled by Jordan Ayew in the back after we had a corner, roughly 25 yards out. Trent, if you saw the highlights on Sunday, he had every free kick was a stinker. I know he was wearing custom-made boots for a special game, and I generally believed it was the boots. I even I think I said it in the last podcast as well. When you're playing in boots you're not familiar with, and when you haven't played in three months, you will you will have a disjointed performance. But he stepped up. He wanted to right them wrongs from Sunday, overcome that adversity. And yeah, next thing you know, the ball goes over the wall, top corner. Beautiful pinpoint goal. I just wish there was an Anfield crowd to have um, cheer that goal because boy, did he deserve the accolades. Unfortunately, no crowd... At Anfield, so that also felt very weird, but I chose to have the crowd noise off just so I can hear what players are commanding and shouting and who's encouraging the most and all that stuff. And soon as it was 1 0, heads dropped from Crystal Palace, they just were overwhelmed with constant pressure. And I have to talk about Fabinho. Fabinho was doing all the right things that we saw in the just before his injury before that injury in the first half of the in the first half of this season where he was making clean tackles distributing play he did have maybe one or two lapses 
of concentration where some passes were a bit disjointed. Genie had that as well. But soon after that Trent goal went in, fluidity was there. And Jordan Ayew was the the only man up front. So therefore, in terms of um pressure, there just wasn't there just wasn't any from Crystal Palace really. Um Joe Gomez had one lapse in concentration. Max Mayo was dribbling, had a shot, went wide. But yeah, um and then the second goal comes. I'm trying to remember. Fabinho was on the ball. Salah makes an insight, runs in between centre back and left back, finds the gap. Fabinho, delicious chip. Chips through ball over the top. Ball comes down. Ball, yeah, no, yeah, he chests it. It hits his chest, bounces, keeper comes out. Just wrong size the keeper. But the way Salah looks back, it made me think that he was offside. So I didn't really celebrate as much. So, But sometimes he does that. He scores and he looks just to see if it was a goal. But yeah, it was all good. Even VAR had a quick check and it was a goal. So 2-0 at that point, pretty much. In my head, it's game over. As long as Lovren doesn't come on. But we were dominant. Oh, And, to be, and Genie had another chance again. Um... I think who had a shot? Henderson had a shot, hit the post. Um, Van Dyke got the rebound, cleared off the line. And then I think it was a, just after that, Genie has another chance. He scuffs it, but he had more time and it wasn't bouncing. It was on the floor. It might have been from a Firmino shot or something. I can't quite remember it, remember it exactly. Um, but yeah, Genie could have scored two goals. It could have been, it should have been 4 0 by half time. It should have been 4-0 by half-time. But we move. Um, second half now, more or less the same pressure. Um, yeah, Crystal Palace just couldn't get into the game. When your main player comes off and you're 2-0 down at Anfield and we're doing that thing where you can't get out of you can't get out of the half. When you, if you're lucky to win the ball, you clear it. Or... If you do win the ball, Van Dyke, Van Dyke's gay again press game is immaculate. And that's why he's never... The only time you see Van Dyke sprint is when he sucker punches you to win the ball back. <laughs> and you're black by from a blindside position. That's the only time Van Dyke needs to sprint. And that's why he's never tired and that's why he's never injured. He uses his energy conservatively when he has to. Same with Andy Robertson. Bombing up and down... Allowed the freedom for the midfield to create. It allowed our full. It allowed the front three to do what they do. It allowed Firmino to find the half spaces, and that's what made our fluidity so great. And the same thing with Salah. When Salah comes on, the the full back is immediately pinned back. Whereas on on Sunday, there's a bit of freedom. Lucas Dean was going up and down, but with and that's what suppressed Trent from doing what he does best. But with that opportunity, but with Salah present, boy, he can hurt you. And that's now 17 league goals for Mohamed Salah, um, 14, 15 goals in 15 appearances at home this season. Uh, yeah, and then pretty much we made a substitution. Ox comes on, Henderson comes off 60 minutes in. Five minutes, two, three minutes later, Fabinho finds himself with the ball about 25 yards outside the box. Cracks it, 
similar to the Man City game, got long range short goals in, incredible goal. Imagine a defensive midfielder that can assist, tackle and score long range goals. He is the complete package. This is the Fabinho that was the steal for us, who was a steal. So, and this is the Fabinho we know best and there was a lot of Liverpool fans on his back. Yes, I was one of them after his injury, but the COVID-19 rest allowed him to find his Shakaris again. And this is the Fabinho we know. And we have to remember, he's only 25, 26. So, he's in his prime years. He ain't going anywhere. And this is the, and this is the solid spine that we've been talking about. The Van Dyke, Fabinho, front three spine. And that 3-0, pretty much game over then. Um, but the fun didn't stop there. The front three are all created. Firmino passes to Salah. It was, it was the classic 17-18 counter-attacking goal. Nostalgia. So Firmino passes to Mohamed Salah. Salah, delicious through ball to Mane. Angles one-on-one. Slots it bottom corner. 4-0. Obviously, game done. Mohamed Salah goal and assist. Mane goal. Um, Firmino key pass. Um, yeah, and that was and we made a couple more subs. Cater comes on. Uh, Robertson comes off. Genie plays left back. Minamino comes on. Bobby Firmino comes off. Cater comes on. I think. Who came off then? I can't even remember. Uh, so okay, bud for Kato. Kurt came off for Kato. Uh, I don't think it was Fabinho. It must have been Genie. It must have been Genie. I think it. I don't know. No, because Genie was left back. Sadio Mane. Yeah, it was Sadio Mane. That's right. Mane comes off. Apologies. We got there in the end. Um. Yeah, and, and oh wait, Nico Williams comes on as well. Yeah, Nico Williams comes on. Trent Alexander Arnold comes off. I forget now that there's five substitutions instead of three, so it's a lot to remember. <laughs> but it is what it is. Anyway, it was good to see the youngsters get some minutes. Harvey Elliott having spells of possession. Um, Nico Williams really doing well, winning balls, crossing the ball in. Um, he even had two good chances at goal. Um, and Minamino had a chance to get a, uh, his first Liverpool goal. I'm not sure what Salah was doing. Whether he, he, it's almost like a shot with his outside of the foot rather than to use your right foot to pass it to Minamino for him to tap it in. But other than that, Dejan Lovren did not make an appearance. Thank God. 4-0. Clean sheet. Game over. Thank you for coming, Crystal Palace. Liverpool are now one point away from the Premier League title. One point away from the Premier League title. But we might even become Premier League champions tomorrow. Um, we have to wait for the Man- Chelsea play Manchester City at home. If Chelsea get a result, then it is done. We are officially champions. So that might have been the last 90 minutes where um the last 90 minutes where you see uh Liverpool before they are crowned champions. And the fans definitely deserve to be there. It's a shame that there's no crowd. 
for this historical moment. It's been three decades. Um, the fact that there's no fans there, it hurts a little bit, but it doesn't hurt entirely because we don't know what winning the league feels like in general. We have never been in this position before. So uh, fans asking whether it feels less sweet because there's no fans, it doesn't. It actually feels equal or slightly less because we are going to win a major trophy, not just any major trophy, our first ever Premier League trophy. For 30 years, we have waited for this moment. Last year, we overcome adversity to win the Champions League and 97 points, very close. But this year, we, we've come for blood and we've come for that illustrious trophy and we are almost there. Shout out to Jurgen Klopp, shout out to the entire Mentality Monsters for putting in that work. So, we we move. Um, Man of the match. Fabinho, has to be Fabinho. Has to be Fabinho, has to be. The amount of, clean, the amount of tackles he made, the assist to Mo Salah, the long range goal, wonderful. That is Fabinho masterclass at his best. And I don't want rival fans to forget that. Um, Honourable mentions go to Mo Salah, go to Trent, even go to Sadio Mane. But Fabinho, ah, oh, wonderful masterclass. He's my man of the match. So yeah, that might have been our last performance before we are crowned champions. All eyes, if tomorrow Chelsea um, get a draw or win against Manchester City, I will do a podcast tomorrow celebrating this historical moment in our history so thank you guys for listening to lfc reactions um yeah maybe this time tomorrow you'll be tuning in to the cheers and the partying that i'll be doing once we are crowned premier league champions so yeah be sure to like share subscribe to this and i hope you guys have enjoyed cheers